This broadcast of this broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. I'm your host today, Macy O'Coleman, and uh, we will be standing in for your hostess with the mostest, uh, Miss Jenny White. And today we will be uh, continuing our last uh, chapters on the Master Key to Riches by Napoleon Hill so everybody can increase their net worth and increase their quality of life. Uh, but before I begin the show, I'd first like to say, let's go Lions. Go Lions. How about that? Three and one, top of the uh, number one in the NFC North Division and uh, doing well. But uh, the Lions, you know, you know the Lions are the Lions. So we have to, uh, like I say, I take it a game at a time. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. So if things just happen to blow up and, and you know, <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak bad about them, but I'm just gonna say uh, that you know I'm happy that the Lions are doing well right now. It's a long season, and we just uh, it's not where you start, but where you finish. So uh, they finished well last season, and they're starting well this season. So we'll take it from there and go from there. Uh, but what we're going to be doing and talking about today is uh, we're going to be talking about the beginning of all riches. has a component of the 12 riches of life and the nine practices for receiving life's rewards. And tonight, we will recap and cover the final chapters of the Master Key to Riches. We will talk about the mastermind principle and applied faith. Just imagine following the book step by step and believing and having faith that your life is going to change. It's not a matter of if but when it will change. Life can change in an Okay, instant. Mr. Master. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Okay. I, I, was, reading, I, was, reading, I was reading the intro, but go ahead. Oh, that's okay. You can say it. It'll just say it on its own. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. And thank you, Mr. Master, for allowing me to intro. 
Okay, well, here we so go. So you're talking about Riches by Napoleon. Napoleon yeah, Hill. The Master Key to Riches by Napoleon Hill. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the, like I was saying, in the beginning of all riches has a component of the 12 riches of life and the nine practices for receiving life's rewards. So tonight we will recap and cover the final chapters of the Master Key to Riches. We'll talk about the mastermind principle and applied faith. And just imagine following the book step by step and believing and having faith that your life is going to change. It's not a matter of if, but when it will change. Because life can change in an instance is often associated with bad things, but I believe life can change in an instant for your good. So let's That's tune in true. and get your blessing. So what that sounds like? really good. <laughs> yeah, really sounds yeah. Good. But yeah. life can change in an instant, and that is the truth. And it could oh, be yeah. good or bad. Oh yeah. Well, we're going we're going to focus on the good parts. Okay. And go from there. So, how how have you been doing? I've been doing really well. Um, you know, I I've started just kind of when things are bad, then I start smiling. <laughs> and okay. that helps me. It helps me. And then I can, you know, say, oh, well, something else is going to happen. So you have to learn how to do it. Got to learn how to do it because I declare if you have a, a bad kind of day, it just just tears up you. I mean, you know, it can hurt you. And then tomorrow you'll want to say, okay, is that still going to be going on? <laughs> so you yeah. have to try to, yeah, you have to try to yeah, do the I think, best yeah. that you can. I think it's all about the perspective, you know, like you said, you know, when something's not going right, you know, smiling through it will probably change your, your attitude about it and, and you know, might not change the situation, but at least, you know, it might make you feel a little better right. while you're going through it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's important. And and your attitude is what we're going to be talking about tonight with the master mind. And I'm going to go on and jump into this and get started and see how many people we can bless tonight. Okay. All right. Well, the mastermind principle is the basis of all great achievements, the foundation stone of major importance in all human progress, whether it be individual progress or collective progress. It provides the key to the attainment of great personal power. Okay. The master mind principle is defined as an alliance of two or more minds blended in a spirit of perfect harmony and cooperating for the attainment of a definite purpose 
The key to its power may be found in the word harmony. Without that element, collective effort may constitute cooperation, but it will lack the power which harmony provides through coordination of effort. So make sure you got a pen and pencil so you can write this stuff down. The tenth the tenets of major importance in connection with the mastermind principle are these. So premise one, the mastermind principle is the median through which one may procure the full benefits of the experience, training, education, specialized knowledge, and native ability of others, just as completely as if their minds were one's own. Premise two, an alliance of two or more minds in a spirit of perfect harmony for the attainment of a definite purpose stimulates each individual mind with a higher degree of inspiration and may become that state of mind known as faith. A slight idea of this stimulation and its power is experienced in the relationship of close friendship, and in the relationship of love. Every human brain, this is premise three, every human brain is both a broadcasting station and a receiving station for the expression of the vibrations of thought and the stimulating effect of the mastermind principle stimulates action of thought through what is commonly known as telepathy, operating through the sixth sense. In this manner, many business and professional alliances are translated into reality, and seldom has anyone ever attained a high station or enduring power without the application of the mastermind principle, through which he secured the benefit of other minds. This fact alone is sufficient evidence of the soundness and the importance of the mastermind principle. And it is a fact which all may observe without straining their powers of observation or overtaxing their crudility. Premise four, the mastermind principle when actively applied has the effect of connecting one with the subconscious section of the mind and the subconscious sections of the minds of allies, a fact that may explain many of the seemingly miraculous results obtained through the mastermind. Premise five, the more important human relationship that benefit from the application of the mastermind principle are these. in marriage, in religion, in connection with one's occupation, profession, or calling. The mastermind principle made it possible for Thomas Edison to become a great inventor despite his lack of education and his lack of knowledge of the sciences, a circumstance which offers hope to all who erroneously believe themselves to be seriously handicapped by the lack of a formal education. So in other words, everybody don't have to graduate from college to be successful or to to attain riches 
It's a lot of billionaires who are college dropouts. With the aid of the mastermind principle, one may understand the history and structure of this earth on which we live through the knowledge of skilled geologists. Through the knowledge and experience of the chemists, one may make practical use of chemistry without being a trained chemist. With the aid of scientists, technicians, physicists, and practical mechanics, one may become a successful inventor without personal training in any of these fields, as did Edison. The importance of alliances. There are two general types of mastermind alliances. One, alliance for purely social or personal reasons with one's relatives, religious advisors, and friends where no material gain or objective is sought. The most important of this type of alliance is that of husband and wife. Number two, alliances for business, professional, and economic advancement consisting of individuals who have a personal motive in connection with the object of alliance. Now, let us consider some of the more important examples of power that have been attained by the application of the mastermind. The American form of government, as it was originally written into the Constitution of the United States, should have first analysis because it is one form of power which vitally affects every citizen of our country and to a larger degree affects the entire world. One country is noted for three obvious facts. One, our country is noted for three obvious facts. It is the richest country of the world. It is the most powerful nation of the world. And it provides its citizens with more personal freedom than does any other nation. And uh, we're in the process of fighting for that democracy as we speak. (laughs) We're a couple days away from a government shutdown, which will uh, prevent kids that receive free uh, lunches and breakfasts at school. They'll shut that out. Uh, The military won't get paid. And a number of other things. things that will be a snowfall. So welcome to the greatest country in the world. Riches, freedom, and power, awe-inspiring combination of realities. The source of these benefits is not difficult to determine, for it centers in the constitution of our country and in the American system of free enterprise. These having been so harmoniously coordinated that they have provided people with both spiritual and economic power, such as the world has never before witnessed. Our form of government is a stupendous mastermind alliance made up of the harmonious relationship of all the people of the nation, functioning through 50 separate groups known as states, The central core of our American mastermind is easily discernible by breaking down our form of government and examining its components, parts, all of which are under the direct control of the majority of the people. These parts are, number one, 
the executive branch of our government maintained by a president. Number two, the judiciary, judiciary branch maintained by the Supreme Court. And three, the legislative branch maintained by Congress. And all those seem to be in a position where they lost their mind. <laughs> you got Clarence Thompson, Thomas and Alito and um, Roberts, and, you know, just taking extra benefits and bribes, if you want to call them that, just um, because they don't have any oversight. <laughs> Our Constitution has been so wisely constructed that the power behind all three of these branches of government is held by the people. It is a power of which the people cannot be deprived except by their own neglect to use it. Our political power is expressed through our government. Our economic power is maintained and expressed through our system of free enterprise. And the sum total of the power of these two is always an exact ratio to the degree of harmony with which the two are coordinated. The power thus attained is the property of all the people. It is this power which has provided the people with the highest standard of living that civilization has yet evolved and which has made our nation truly the richest and the freest and the most powerful nation of the world. So I'm going to finish this paragraph and we're going to take a break and then we'll come back. So we speak of this power as the American way of life. Another illustration of the mastermind applied to industry may be found in the great American systems of transportation and communication. Those who manage our railroads and our airlines, our telephone and telecommunication systems have established a service that has never been equaled in any country. Their efficiency and the resilient power consists entirely in their application of the mastermind principle or harmonious coordination of effort. Still another example of power attained through the mastermind principle may be found by observing the relationship of our military forces, our Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here, as elsewhere, the key to our power has been harmonious coordination of effort. All right, and with that, we are going to take a break, and then we will come back and uh Dive right in, and if you have a question, comment that you'd like to make, definitely push the one on your phone, and uh, we'll tap in. If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, call your helpful insurance agents at Prime Financial Services. Did you know if you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one, starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under ten dollars call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979 mention you heard this ad on this show for a free gift is your food bland and you want to spice it up does it taste like something is missing what's missing is my seasoning butch's bodacious seasoning all-purpose seasoning, good on absolutely everything but ice cream. I'm Linda Porter, 
president and CEO of Butch's Bodacious Seasoning. To get the spice back in your life, call me at 313-393-2738. You won't regret it. Thank you. Lions Clubs International is a service or membership organization of over 1.7 million members worldwide. It was founded in 1916 in Illinois. Much of the focus of the Lions Club's work as a service club organization is to raise money for worthy causes as first responders. The Lions Club motto is, We Serve. Local Lions Club programs include sight conservation, hearing and speech conservation, diabetes awareness, youth outreach, international relations, environmental issues, and many other programs. The LIONS acronym also stands for Liberty, Intelligence, Our Nation's Safety. For more information, contact us at lionsclubs.org. And we're back to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. All right, we're back. We're back. We made it. All right, take a break. All right. How you doing over there, Jenny? Yeah, put your... Okay, look like Jenny's busy, so uh, we're going to keep it moving. Um, sports teams are an excellent example of power attained through harmony of effort. The great American system of merchandising is still another example of economic power attained through the mastermind principle. Every successful industry is a result of application of the mastermind. The American system of free enterprise in its entirety is a marvelous illustration of economic power produced by friendly, harmonious coordination of effort. I don't know how friendly it is sometimes. Andrew Carnegie frankly admitted that his entire fortune was accumulated by the application of this principle through which he brought together one of the greatest industrial organizations this nation has ever witnessed. And let it be remembered that his mastermind consisted of his entire organization of associate workers from the humblest to the greatest. The key workers of his mastermind, his managerial and supervisory staff, were recruited from his rank and file and he understood the mastermind principle so thoroughly that he inspired every worker to make the most of this opportunity by aiming for a higher position. The man to whom he entrusted the organization of the philosophy of individual achievement had the benefit, through Mr. Carnegie's assistant, of the greatest mastermind alliance that ever collaborated in such an undertaking. It consisted of more than 500 leaders of industry of Mr. Carnegie's caliber, and the alliance continued over a period of 20 years, during which everyone in the alliance provided the author of the philosophy with the full benefits of his entire industrial experience. This alliance provided the world with an astounding demonstration of the power which may be attained through the first three principles of the philosophy. One, the habit of going the extra mile. Two, definiteness of purpose. And three, the mastermind. 
the definiteness, the definite purpose which inspired this work was that of providing all with a workable philosophy based on the experiences of those who had demonstrated material success. It was an unselfish purpose because it was directed entirely for the benefit of others. Those behind the purpose were already successful, but they recognized the advantages of sharing their knowledge, and they recognized also the disadvantages of an economic system which benefits a few at the expense of many. And each person in the alliance demonstrated an understanding of the principles of going the extra mile. Uh, I'm going to go back and reflect on uh, what it said. It consisted of more than 500 leaders of industry. So I'm thinking probably Fortune 500. Um, And each person in that alliance demonstrated an understanding of the principle of going the extra mile. They demonstrated it by contributing time and experience without money and without price in order that the people of this nation might enjoy the benefits of a philosophy known to be the very foundation of the great American way of life. In order that we may get a comprehensive understanding of the power and the benefits of this particular mastermind alliance, imagine what it might mean to you if you had the privilege of choosing 500 American leaders of industry who would consent to serve as your guides and your instructors for a period of 20 years without cost or obligation. We all need mentors. You would have, through the collaboration of so large a group of successful leaders, the full benefit of all the knowledge and experience which have grown out of the development of the American system of free enterprise. If you made the best use of this knowledge, your success would be inevitable. That means you can't fail. The humblest person may benefit from this principle by forming a harmonious alliance with anyone of his or her choice. The most profound and perhaps the most beneficial application of this principle that anyone may make is the mastermind alliance in marriage, provided the motive behind that alliance is love. This sort of alliance not only coordinates the minds of husband and wife, it also blends the spiritual qualities of their souls. The benefits of such an alliance bring joy and happiness to both partners, and they profoundly bless their children with sound character and endow them with the fundamentals of a successful life. That's when everything goes right. So we're going to stay on the positive side. The ultimate example of the mastermind principle, let us turn back the pages of time for nearly half a century. We're going back 50 years, longer than that, really, and have a look at a family whose mastermind relationship resulted in the building of a great industrial empire, which now gives profitable employment to millions of men and women. The scene opens in the kitchen of their humble home. The husband has set up a roughly constructed model of a gasoline engine. His wife is feeding gasoline into the engine, a drop at a time, with the aid of an eyedropper. The husband is manipulating the spark plug with which he hopes to ignite the gas. After weeks of tireless effort, tireless because it has been supported with love, the gas ignites and the flywheel of the crude engine begins to turn. There was no money behind this experiment. Nothing behind it except the definiteness of purpose of two people who had formed 
a mastermind alliance for the fulfillment of that purpose. And there was no promise of immediate or direct monetary compensation behind the experiment. It had to be conducted by applying the principle of going the extra mile. But as a result of this effort, the model was perfected and the first practical self-propelled vehicle ever built in America became a reality. Then the Mastermind Alliance was extended to include skilled mechanics and a few friends and acquaintances who contributed small amounts of work capital for the production of automobiles. Today, the production of automobiles has reached fantastic proportions in comparison with its humble beginnings. The product of that two-unit mastermind partnership. The man behind the production is one of the 500 from whose life experiences the philosophy of individual achievement was organized, and one hardly needs to be told that his name is Henry Ford. As the Ford production grew, the Ford mastermind was increased until it included a veritable army of mechanics, engineers, chemists, researchers, and financial experts, the sales force, and many other types of skilled labor, all of which are essential for so extensive an operation. Through his mastermind alliance, Henry Ford multiplied his own brain by many thousand. Without this alliance, he could not have carried on his vast industrial activities. It will continue to endure because the power it provides benefits all whom it affects. And here, let us take notice that no mastermind alliance can endure unless it benefits all whom it affects. Look well to the purpose of your mastermind alliance before you begin it. You who see power through the cooperation of human endeavor, if you would have enduring power, be sure that it is applied to ends that benefit all who are affected by it. Power may be very dangerous, or it may serve to glorify certain people according to the way it is used. The mastermind is the way to great power, and like all other forms of power, it is subject to either a positive or a negative application by those who wield it. There is no mere statement of an obvious truism, for the records of the deeds of mankind all bear witness to its truth. Every great philosopher from the days of Plato, Aristotle, and Socrates, on down to the days of William James and Ralph Waldo Emerson, also recognized it and called attention to it. <clears throat> Electricity will do our work, provided we adapt ourselves to its nature, but also it may snuff out life if it is applied for that purpose. The imagination cannot conceive any good that may not be converted to destructive ends. Food is necessary for the maintenance of life, and it is good when properly used. But the wrong use of food or too much food will do as much harm as will the most potent poison. So this is just to give you a sense of what a mastermind uh, alliance looks like. Um, it's more than one person coming together for a particular goal and making it happen, whether it's a husband and wife or it's a business partner or 
it's a CEO who puts together a team of people to accomplish a goal. So the importance of using the mastermind responsibly, you now have an understand, understandable interpretation of the greatest source of personal power known to men, the mastermind. The responsibility for its rights use is yours. Use it as Henry Ford has done, and you will be blessed as he was, with the privilege of occupying great space in the world, space that can be estimated in both geography and in human relationships, which are friendly and cooperative. For it is an accepted fact that Henry Ford occupied more friendly space in the hearts of his fellow professionals than virtually any other industrialist. So there's got to be a little love in there, too. A little love goes a long way. Not only did Ford's mastermind consist in his harmonious alliance with his associate workers and his technical staff, it also extended far beyond these and included the masses of the American people who stood on the sidelines and watched him go by. People like you and me who recognize sound business and personal philosophy and respect its use wherever it's observed. Well, right now, the um, big three aren't uh, respecting their workers because they're on strike, uh, and they don't seem to want to concede to any of the rights that were um, given back um, in 2008 so that these, so that the uh, auto industries, um, companies that were suffering and on the brink of going bankrupt would be able to survive not only with their workers' concessions but with the help of the government, excluding Ford. But they all um, have workers on the uh, they all have workers on the uh, strike, and so uh, they need to work it out. They need to work it out. Give those folks some rights. Give them some of the concessions that they conceded because uh, they're working on a lot of the people working to death seven days a week for months on end. Uh, It's it's a hard work-life balance and kind of treating them like slaves. But maybe that's the intent. So we emphasize Henry Ford's application of the mastermind because they're is not to be found in the entire history of industrial America, a finer example than his of individual achievement based on the American way of life. He benefited almost everyone whose life had been touched by his influence, and it is very doubtful if he himself recognized the full scope and measure of his influence on American life. Um, he's blessed generations and generations of his family. I mean, they'll never be broke. Um they own Ford, they own the Lions, and they own uh, Henry Ford Hospital. And, um, <laughs> more things than we even know that they have tucked away in their portfolio. All right, the time is 8.36 p.m. If we have anyone that would like to uh, make a comment, 
or ask a question, feel free, raise your hand. And until then, we're going to continue to get down to the nitty gritty. Um, I have found this book to be very enlightening. And I found that you have to um, put this type of information into your brain and into your thinking in order to vibrate, uh, create certain frequencies to attract and manifest the riches that we want to attain in our lives. Uh, We have to fight for that. We have to be intentional about it. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to fall in our laps. We have to work towards it. We have to be faithful within our efforts. We have to believe that these things are going to come to pass in order to, uh, in order for them to come to pass. So with that being said, the mastermind power under the control of Henry Ford is a blessing and not a curse or a danger, as it might be if it was wielded by someone with less vision than he possessed, all of which is an observation of Ford, not to eulogize him, but to inspire all who seek any form of personal aggrandizement under the American way of life. I want to make that word something else. Aggrandizement. In an analysis of Henry Ford and 50 other outstanding Americans representing a wide variety of occupations based on the 17 principles of this philosophy, Henry Ford led all the others by a wide margin on the first three principles, going the extra mile, definiteness of purpose, and the mastermind. He rated 100% plus. The plus indicated that he had made extraordinary use of these three principles, a fact that was established by close observation and analysis of his achievements and their influence for good throughout the world. And let us be reminded that the first member of his mastermind alliance, his wife, occupied first place in this alliance throughout his lifetime. Her influence upon him was continuous and profound, so profound, in fact, that it might not be an exaggeration to say that had there been no Mrs. Ford, there would have been no great Ford industrial empire as the world of today knows it. Henry Ford made mistakes. Some of them were the results of errors in judgment. Others were the result of causes beyond his control. But those who know all of the facts concerning his act of life will tell you that he made only two mistakes of major importance, and these were promptly mended by his own design and personal initiative as soon as they were discovered. What a record. Duplicated and you will have made indispensable contributions to the American way of life. Moreover, the compensation to you will be measured by compound interest on compound interest for every act and deed. Ooh, let me read that again. I got that highlighted in a circle. Duplicated, and you will have made indispensable contributions to the American way of life. Moreover, the compensation to you will be measured by compound interest on compound interest for every act and deed. Remember, do not be afraid to aim high when you establish your goal. You live 
in a land of opportunity where no one is limited in the quality, the quantity, or the nature of the riches he is able to acquire, provided he is willing to give adequate value in return. Before you fix your goal in life, memorize the following lines by Jesse B. Rittenhouse, titled My Wage, from his book, The Door of Dreams, and take to heart the lesson they teach. His words are, I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why why you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire, only to learn dismayed that any wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. I think a lot of times we cheat ourselves and play ourselves short. We don't give ourselves credit. We don't dream big enough. We don't ask. We don't ask. Therefore, we have not because we ask not. I think that we need to dream bigger and teach our children to dream bigger. Like I've, I've once heard somebody said, you have to have dreams so big you can't accomplish them on your own. You can only accomplish them if God is involved. And if God isn't involved, then your dream isn't big enough. If your dream doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. Because successful people do not bargain with life for poverty. Wow. Successful people do not bargain with life for poverty. They know that there is a power through which life may be made to pay off on their own terms. They know that this power is available to everyone who comes into possession of the master key to riches. They know the nature of this power and its unlimited scope. They know it by a name of one word, the greatest word in the English language. This word is known to all, but as we shall soon see, the secrets of its power are understood by you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break, and then we'll come back, and we will close this out. I think we are making good time. We're accomplishing this uh these chapters, we're talking about some things. What do you think, Jenny? Back with I us? think it's, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Hello? Oh. Yeah, yes. I was uh, trying to get the two mistakes you were saying they, they had done for the stars. Did they tell you what they were? Uh, let's see. They said he made two mistakes of major importance, and these were promptly mended by his own design and personal initiative as soon as they were discovered. Um, say what a record, duplicated, and it will have made been made indispensable contribution to the American way of America. Um. I guess they just didn't want anybody, you know, to know what it was. 
Uh, well, they didn't necessarily spell them out specifically, but they said um, they said anybody that knows them will tell you he only made two mistakes of major importance, and that these were promptly amended by his own design and personal initiative as soon as they were discovered. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they said what a record. Um, yep. So, so that is it. We're gonna take another break and uh, come back. We're gonna to have to get us some more commercials. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of playing the same ones, but here we go. If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, call your helpful insurance agents at Prime Financial Services. Did you know? If you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one, starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under $10. Call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979. Mention you heard this ad on this show for a free gift. Want to start a business or have tax issues? We know exactly how to handle your individual needs. We personalize each individual and give you the time required to focus on your needs. We audit you before the IRS does. The IRS is not on your side, but we are. We set up companies, do tax preparation, tax and retirement planning, bookkeeping, IRS audits, and reviews. Please call me, Deborah Mitchell, owner of Mitchell & Company, for a free consultation at 248 three five four five one two two and visit my website mitchelltaxaccounting.com we're back with let's talk about it with jenny white all right we're back all right we're gonna um ride this thing on off into the sunset we've had uh a good few weeks of talking about the master key to riches and I hope uh, that you learned at least one thing out of the 12 principles uh, out of the beginning of the 12 riches of life and the nine practices so out of those 21 uh, components I hope you got something so we are going to talk about Andrew Carnegie's analysis of the mastermind principle, and that's going to take us to the top of the hour. So if you'd like to uh, chime in, uh, make a comment, um, or ask a question, feel free, press the one. When I decided, this is Andrew Carnegie, when I decided to share these lessons, I knew what the most invaluable words I could find would come directly from the man who played such a larger large role in this quest for defining success, Andrew Carnegie. This is Napoleon Hill talking. One day, I had the privilege of sharing a few undivided hours of Carnegie's time so I could ask him precisely what he meant by the mastermind principle so that it might be appropriated and used by others to attain their definite major purpose. Describe, if you will, I asked him, the various forms of application that may be made of this principle by those of average ability in their daily efforts to make the most of opportunities in this country. And this was Mr. Carnegie's reply. The privileges which are available to the American people are 
a source of great power, but privileges do not spring mushroom-like from nothing. They must be created and maintained by the application of power. The founders of our American form of government, through their foresight and wisdom, laid the foundation for all our American form of liberty, freedom, and riches. But they only laid the foundation, the responsibility of embracing and using this foundation must be assumed by every person who claims any portion of this freedom and wealth. I will now describe some of the individual uses of the mastermind principle as it may be applied in the development of various human relationships which may contribute to the attainment of one's definite major purpose. But first, I wish to emphasize the fact that the attainment of one's definite major purchase purpose can be carried out only by a series of steps that every thought one thinks, every transaction in which one engages in relationship with others, every plan one creates, every mistake one makes has a vital bearing on the ability to attain a chosen goal. The mere choice of a definite major purpose, even though it be written out in clear language and fully fixed in one's mind will not ensure the successful realization of that purpose. One's major purpose must be backed up and followed through by continuous effort, the most important part of which consists in the sort of relationship one maintains with others. With this truth well established in one's mind, it will not be difficult to understand how necessary it is to be careful in choosing associates, especially those with whom one maintains close personal contact in connection with one's occupation. Here, then, are some of the sources of human relationships which someone with a definite major purpose must cultivate, organize, and use in his progress toward the attainment of his chosen goal. Occupation outside of the relationship of marriage or a significant partnership, which is the most important of all mastermind relationships. Uh, There is no form of relationship as important as the one that exists between a worker and those with whom he or she works in a chosen occupation. Everyone has a tendency to take on their mannerisms, beliefs, mental attitude, political and economic viewpoint, and other traits of the more outspoken of those with whom he or she associates during the workday. The major tragedy of this tendency lies in the fact that the soundest thinker is not always the most outspoken among one's daily associates and very often he or she has a grievance and takes pleasure in airing the grievance among fellow workers. Also, the most outspoken person is often an individual who has no definite major purpose of his or her own. Therefore, this person devotes much time belittling the person who has such a purpose. It's called a hater. 
those of sound character who know exactly what they wish usually have the wisdom to keep their own counsel and seldom waste any of their time trying to discourage others. They are so busy, busily engaged in promoting their own purpose that they have no time to waste with anyone or anything which does not contribute in one way or another to their benefit. That means don't waste time on losers. Realizing that no one realizing that one may find in almost every group of associates some purpose, some purpose, some person whose influence and cooperation may be helpful. Those of keen discrimination who have a definite major purpose to attain will prove their wisdom by forming relationships with those who can be and who are willing to become mutually beneficial. The others will be tactfully avoided. Naturally, this person will seek closest alliances with those who possess the most potentially helpful traits of character, knowledge, and personality. And, of course, people of discrimination will not overlook those holding positions of higher rank, keeping an eye on the day when they themselves may not only equal such people in position of power, but excel them. Remembering, meanwhile, the words of Abraham Lincoln, who said, I will study and prepare myself, and someday my chance will come. The person with a constructive, definite, major purpose will never envy his or her superiors, but instead will study their methods and learn to acquire their knowledge. You may accept it as a sound prophecy that those who spend time finding fault with their superiors will never become a successful leader in their own account. The greatest soldiers are those who can, t- can take and carry out orders of their superiors in rank. Those who cannot or will not do this never will become successful leaders in military operations. The same rule is true of any person in any, in any other walks of life. If that person fails to emulate the person above in a spirit of harmony, He or she will never benefit greatly from associating with that person. No fewer than 100 people have risen from the ranks in my own organization and have found themselves richer than they need be. They were not promoted because of bad dispositions or the habit of finding fault with those above or below, but they promoted themselves by appropriating and making practical use of the experience of everyone with whom they came in contact. The individual with a definite major purpose will take careful inventory of every person with whom he or she comes in contact and will look upon every such person as a possible source of useful knowledge or influence, which that individual may borrow and use in self-promotion. If a person looks around the workplace he or she will discover that this place of daily labor is a schoolroom in which to acquire the greatest of all education, the education that comes from observation and experience. Life is a canvas um, full of lessons to be learned. Uh, It's just a matter of if we choose to learn them or not. Sometimes, uh, we wonder why we stay in certain positions so long. It's because we haven't learned the lesson that was um, 
we were supposed to learn from that particular thing. And so in those instances, it doesn't go away until we do. And if you're dealing with it right now and you've been dealing with it for years, it's because you haven't learned. So you learn it, it'll go away. And then it'll be something else to learn. Always remain a student. How may one make the most of this sort of schooling, some will ask. The answer may be found by studying the nine basic motives, which move people to voluntary action. We often lend our experience, knowledge, and cooperation to others because we have been given a sufficient motive to do so. Those who relate to others in the workplace with the right sort of mental attitude toward them stand a better chance of learning from them than those who are belligerent, irritable, discourteous, or neglectful of the little amenities of courtesy which exist between all cultured people. The old saying that you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar might well be remembered by those who wish to learn from those who know more about matters than oneself and whose cooperation is needed and sought. Education, no one's education is never finished. The individual whose definite major purpose is of noteworthy proportion must remain always a student and learn from every possible source, especially those sources from which one may acquire specialized knowledge and experience related to one's major purpose. So you're never too old to learn. You need to learn something every day. So what did you learn today? Uh... I have to think, what did I learn today? I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just say no. How about that? The public libraries are free. They offer a great array of organized knowledge on every subject. They carry in every language the total of human knowledge on every subject. A successful person with a definite major purpose makes it his or her business and responsibility to read books relating to that purpose and thus acquire important knowledge which comes from the experiences of others who have gone before. A reading program should be a carefully planned as a daily diet for knowledge too is food without which we cannot grow mentally. The purpose, the person who spends all of his or her spare time reading the tabloids is not headed toward any great achievements. The same may be said of those who do not include in their daily program some form of reading that provides them with the knowledge which may be used in the attainment of a major purpose. Random reading may be pleasant, but it seldom is helpful in connection with one's occupation. Reading, however, is not the only source of education. By choosing well among our colleagues, we may make alliances that enrich our lives just through ordinary conversations with extraordinary people. Business and professional clubs offer an opportunity for one to form alliances of great educational benefit, providing one chooses those clubs and close associates in those clubs with a definite objective in mind. The 
The church is among the more desirable sources through which one may meet and cultivate people because it brings people together under circumstances which inspire the spirit of fellowship among people. Everyone needs some source through which one can associate with neighbors under circumstances that will enable an exchange of thoughts for the sake of mutual understanding and friendship, quite aside from all considerations of monetary gain. Those who shut themselves up in a shell become confirmed introverts and soon become selfish and narrow in attitudes about life. All right. Perform your civic duty. This is going to conclude the reading on the master key to riches by Napoleon Hill. Uh, there's a little more, a few more pages to go, um, but this has really been the gist of uh, building the foundation of how to get your mind right, some things you need to focus on in order to manifest certain things in your life. It doesn't have to mean that you want to be a millionaire. You just may want to uh, have more money to pay your bills and be more comfortable. You might just want a new car. You might just want to move. Whatever it is, you have to pray on that and you have to um, put things in place to move the needle uh, in that direction. And if you believe and have faith that that will happen and make efforts towards moving in that direction, then it's just a matter of time before it does. And you have to have patience in that regard. So that, for me, will conclude the reading on the Master Key to Riches. Um, We will be, next time we talk, it'll be October. So we're going to have to, uh, uh, we'll share with you later what our October series of uh, conversations is going to look like. And uh, hopefully it's enlightening and educational and entertaining. So entertaining, I guess, is what we'll say. And with that, I'll say thanks for everyone that's been tuning in and um uh hopefully we can get up to a thousand listeners next week and in, <laughs> in the meantime jenny white yes, what would you like to you. say to close us out well i would like to say uh i think uh i was trying to trying to get some of your things i was trying to write you were uh, talking real fast <laughs> and i was trying to write it but i just thought that uh it was great uh, i really liked listening to it and what i thought about was pray when you feel like worrying give thanks when you feel like complaining and keep going when you feel like quitting so All right. having said that, I would say that I'm hoping that everyone got something out of what's said, because I know I did. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. And if you want to close this out with the board, then feel free to do it. And um, we will see you next week, same time, same place, new subject. All right. Good evening, everyone. All right. Take us on out, Jenny, with some music. That's what you want, Uh, some music. Yeah, the outro. Uh, 
We got oh, really? Thing. Well, let me push no. this button. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay, good night.